We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Peace with the Process. Super glad to have you all back. Whatever time you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm glad that you chose to spend your time right now to tune in. Very excited, especially for our process perspective episode. If this is your first time listening to one of the process perspective episodes, this is the episode where you get to hear uh, my rambles about our guests that we've had on the uh, the podcast from last month. And I'll go into some of my perspectives on each of our guests that we had on the show, and I'll also kind of dive into some of what I've encountered throughout my entrepreneurial journey as well as just some some you know whatever milestones or or, or things that i've uh, attempted to overcome overcame uh, been dealing with whatever it is just kind of sharing with you a little bit of my ups and downs of the journey so that maybe there's something that is in there that can help you i know we do this for all of our guests and i'm pulling from all of them and you know that's i think that's a fantastic way to find out some things beforehand before we go through whatever it is that we go through and i want to be able to do that for you guys as well and a lot of times if i'm being honest a lot of times whenever i share one of my experiences or i share one of the things that's that i'm kind of going through or something that's going on in my life i find that through sharing that with other people even if it's just to say, hey, this is something I was dealing with so that I can relate with something they're dealing with, you know, not necessarily with the intentions of helping someone out, but just sharing it, just sharing it. I know I've talked about it on one of the process perspectives, which is just getting out there and sharing what you're doing, what you enjoy, what you're going through, good things happen. One of the things that I've found that has happened through my sharing of what I'm going through has been that I oftentimes find the solution of what I need to do or how I need to view things or the perspective I need to take on to overcome whatever it is that I'm going through. I may not have the answer when I'm telling the story. It may just be for informational purposes or relating with somebody's situation type purposes, but just talking through that, talking about it out loud to somebody, even if I don't know exactly who you are that's listening right now. I know several of our listeners, but it feels good to talk it out. Now, I believe we have to make sure that we're very careful with how we do that and our uh, our word choices when we do that. It can often be, I didn't ex- exactly plan on getting on this vein, but it can often become 
a pity party or a complain fest. And those are the things that we need to avoid like the plague. Really taking a good look at how we say what we say and the particular word choices that we choose when we're having those types of conversations and when we're sharing those types of stories because a story that we are hoping might strengthen someone could very well turn into something that weakens them if we choose the wrong way to say it if we don't choose the right positive words and and really focus on the perspective that we're that we're sharing when we do that. And that's something, again, that I find when I'm keeping that in mind, when I'm sharing it, because I don't want to dishearten somebody with something that I'm going to. I don't want to have them feel like, oh, man, if he can't make it through, then what am I supposed to do? Not like I'm anybody special, but I don't want to dishearten or, or give anybody any reason to feel bad after having shared my story. So I'm very careful about my words, and I think that's one thing that helps me reach that perspective that I need to have, the answer that I need to have whenever I'm having those conversations, and it could just be with myself, but there's something about having it with someone else. You're being extra, I don't want to say cautious, but just extra cognizant of what you say and how you say it because you're intending to strengthen them. You end up strengthening yourself in the process. At least that's been my experience. So... Before I dive too, too deep, I want to thank everyone who is on today's episode, who's listening in, who's seeking further perspective, whether that's mine or or, or ways to, to deepen or expand your own, and looking for ways that you can overcome hardships in life, looking to learn from others and their hardships in life. That's what I developed this podcast for, and I've said it before if I didn't have any listeners, now, I don't say that to devalue you guys. I extremely value what it is that you have, and I'm I, one of the largest purposes of this podcast is to share the biggest reason that I put it together with all of you, okay? So, again, I go back to if I didn't have any viewer, or I'm sorry, listeners, I would still do this because I, I believe in the power of listening to other people's stories, of being genuinely interested in in people who are out there doing it bigger and better than we are. And some of these people may not be doing it bigger and better than you are, but they may, they're just taking a different path than you've taken. I can almost guarantee that all of our paths are different in some form or fashion. Even if we tried to completely duplicate what somebody else is doing, all of these guests that I've had on the show, their path is different. Even if the destination is the same. So I believe no matter who you are, no matter what walk of life you come from, no matter what the destination is that you're going to, there's something to be learned from your journey, from your experience. And I've enjoyed listening to everybody's everybody's journey and experience and their, their hardships, their ups and downs, their perspectives. It's strengthened me. I can very much say so. I've not been weakened in any way, form, or fashion. So I hope that you have received the same. I hope that that's a perspective that you come on to each of these episodes with that regardless of what particular you know nugget of wisdom that we're trying to pull from a from a particular episode sometimes we can pick out an episode because we're expecting to get some sort of knowledge from the title you know maybe we chose ugly mug marketing because we were hoping to get some insight into marketing itself 
when in reality our conversation actually steered much more toward leadership values. That's what I love about the people that we talk with. We may come in with a particular expectation of what it is we think we might can learn from someone. And I think we limit ourselves when we do that. If we show up with an expectation of what we can learn and we don't have a broad enough uh, expectation, <laughs> for lack of a better word, then we limit ourselves. We could come away by saying, well, you know, I really wanted to learn this. Or we may could skip past something like that, you guys who are on, on your end, and you, you actually have the ability to close down the uh, the episode that you're listening to to hop over to somebody else's episode because you think you might get better wisdom from that one. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I've done that before. Sometimes time is of the essence and you're looking for something specific. I get that. But I definitely see tremendous value in opening up our minds to receive the things that we might not have been expecting to receive. If not only for us to experience something that we might not have thought we needed to experience or to learn something that we might not have thought we needed to learn but to understand that at the end of the day our father in heaven god works in mysterious ways and we never know which avenue he's going to choose to drop something into our mind i'm not saying that my podcast is uh, is, is is divine and, and then that he's speaking to you through the podcast but you know may, maybe there's somebody's message out there somewhere that speaks to you so i'm not just talking about listening to the podcast today but there could be somebody that he's put in front of you that decides to share their story with you and there's something deeper in it for you not just for the person to share their story and for them to feel better and for you to be a listening ear but maybe there's some deeper revelation for you so maybe that's kind of a peek into some of what i've been experiencing in my own life here lately so again i've gone down another rabbit hole and i want to get back to thanking you for being on today's episode and also want to thank everybody for their ratings and reviews i have been extremely blessed by each and every one of you who have left a rating and review on the show and each one of you who has taken time out don't get me wrong i'm not discrediting anybody for putting the stars on there those are extremely valuable but there are specific people who have taken the time to write out your experience of the show and that strengthens me i just want you to know that if you're looking for a way to say hey blake i've appreciated the podcast i've appreciated how I've been strengthened through the conversation with the guests that you've had on the show, and I want to in some way return the favor, even if it's in the smallest way. The best way to do that is to leave a uh, review for the show. Take, take 10, 5, 10 minutes to, to think about what it is that you've really gained from the show and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to, uh, whatever platform it is that you are listening to. I know some of them don't have a place to leave a review, but if you are just adamant about leaving a review, you can always head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review over there. That is, uh, that's where I check a lot of what I've got going on and, uh, for, the, for the comments and reviews. So thank you so much for those of you who have left those ratings and reviews. They are extremely, again, like I said, appreciated and uh, just very thoughtful. Thank you so much. If you are looking for a community of people to get involved with that enjoy the podcast and they enjoy conversations like the ones that we're that we have on the show and, and ones that I'm having uh, sort of with you 
more so with myself right now. But <laughs> if you enjoy having those types of conversations with like-minded individuals, head over to the Peace with the Process Facebook group. That is different from the page because you can interact more in the group and just answer a couple of those questions to get added to the Facebook group. And let's get some community going there. And speaking of community, I've actually, one of the things, before I jump into some of the, the tidbits from our guests, uh, one of the things that I've had going on in my life is a what we're calling a mastermind group. There's a few people that I've spoken with on the show, and I've, I've even started this a little bit before starting the podcast, is the concept of having a mastermind group of your, doesn't necessarily have to be your peers, but of people that you feel you can learn from, a few people in there who you feel or who they feel that they can learn from you really is what it comes down to. But having a circle of people that you can push each other, you can hold each other accountable, and that we can grow together with a common goal in mind, which our particular mastermind uh, involves having weekly goals that direct us toward hitting our bigger goals. It may be a monthly goal. It may be a, a goal that we have for the half year mark or a goal that we have to hit by the end of the year. We do weekly goals that are getting us closer to accomplishing each of those big goals. Now we do this under the template of the four value areas. You guys may have heard me talk about this before, especially if you follow, follow me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, but the four value areas being relationships, self, health, and wealth. Each of us set up a goal for the week for one of those value areas. We firmly believe that it is possible to maintain and continue to foster balance in our lives if we're keeping those four areas in line. Now, when we create those goals for relationships, self-health, and wealth, we also make sure that those goals are stemming from our value areas in those four, uh, those four areas, relationships, self-health, and wealth. We have values within each of those four key areas that we truly believe about life. We have a firm just belief and a firm knowing of how we need to show up and represent ourselves within those areas. Uh, for instance, your relationships. How do you feel you should be showing up to your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your leaders and mentors, your friends and community, your professional relationships. You have a certain statement in your mind that if someone said, hey, what do you think about marriage? Well, I believe I need to prioritize her over pretty much everyone except for God. She's my rock. She's my foundation. She's who I'm building a family with you know, my immediate family that I'm responsible for. I even hold her above my own immediate family. I've made promises to do so. And then you ask me, okay, well then what do you feel is true about family? Well, I feel that I should show them my utmost support and that I should also expect their utmost support as well because not only do we make promises and pledges of what we should do, but we're also giving ourselves an expectation of those relationships in our lives because there is an understanding that not everyone should remain a close relationship family you will have until the day you die 
there are expectations to be done. So you have the same set of expectations for your friends, and maybe or maybe it's a different set of expectations for your friends. Whatever, those are just a little some little pullaways of what my values are for those four key value areas. All of it to, to let you know a little bit about the framework of what we do in our mastermind group, and we've really dedicated a lot of time toward getting that set up so that we can each work toward maintaining our peace with the process of leading us closer to the person, the, the, the values that we've created, leading us closer to living that out. You know, Because when we put down these values, oftentimes they're promises and pledges of what, how we need to show up in certain areas of our lives that maybe we're not doing so well in right now. It is very hard. I would, I would, I would even, even go to say it's impossible to be perfect in every area of our lives. That's why I call it peace with the process, not, not the the peace with the final destination. Everyone thinks that not everyone. I'm not. I'm not going to generalize that way. But many, many, many people out there believe that everything they do is just a means to an end. And. There are studies. I don't have this. I didn't. I didn't pull this up because I didn't expect to necessarily get on this vein. It's very, very ad hoc with uh, a lot of the things that I'm saying. But there are studies that show people who retire, like legitimately retire and do nothing, even if they're retiring to a beach, they die faster than people who continue to work. And I don't mean back breaking brow, sweating work where they're making, where they're not able to, to see their family and they do that until the day that they die. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about continuing to have purpose and to be able to work. I believe that if we submit ourselves to this idea of a euphoric retirement where we can just relax all day and uh, and, and, and sip pina coladas down at the beach and, and go to the, and hang out at the cabana and eat tacos all day long and spend time with all of our other retired friends. And, and we got to think, at what point do you, have you done everything? At what point do you just start to get bored with that particular stretch of beach? Because you can't spend every day on the same... You can't spend every day on a different stretch of beach forget what i'm saying in other words you have to have there's there's levels that's why we each have this tinge of ambition and some of us may 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 feel that we need to distance ourselves from saying we have ambition because ambition can sometimes seem dangerous because ambition comes with a lot of risk but maybe there's some of us who are listening to the podcast and they're thinking well no he's he's right because you know, I've I've been at this job for six years now, and and it's not necessarily that I want to get out of the job, but I would really like to have some additional responsibilities. That's a that's a there's there's ambition there. That's that's what ambition is. Maybe you don't identify as an ambitious person because that's not what consumes you, or that's not one of your primary characteristics. But we all have, I believe, ambition. Otherwise, we're declining. We, if we get too complacent with and too happy with everything that we currently have and there's not even a tinge of desire to move to the next tier of something that you're experiencing, I just don't believe that it's possible. I don't believe that it's mentally possible. I think that there's always a desire in the human species to find the next tier 
in some form or fashion in any area of our lives, whether that's a relationship. That's what drives many of us to get married. That's what drives many of us to get a job in the first place. That's what drives many of us to, you know, want to get the a, a newer car, you know, because you think about the concept of a car. We get a brand new car and then the car slowly starts to deteriorate, deteriorate as we pull it off the lot. It does not get better after we pull it off the lot without help from us. It will start getting worse. I believe that we are the same way. If we don't start putting something into the engine, putting something into the, the bodywork, the framework, and replacing some things here and there and adding some things in here and there, we are just deteriorating just like a brand new car off the lot. From the day that we are born... We are being poured into, our brain is pouring into the rest of our bodies, uh, and it's, 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 we're, we're absorbing information, and we're building. We're building. And at some point, I think a large majority of the community somehow turns from this adolescent human instinct of growth and curiosity and what's beyond this little kid gate you know what's beyond my my high chair i want to stand up and i want to jump out of it we all know how squirmy little kids are how curious little kids are and at some point in our lives we get we almost i don't know what happens to be honest with you i have no idea what happens i would be i would be genuinely interested in maybe bringing someone on to the podcast who could speak deeper into this but somewhere along the line something happens and we stop being curious and again i'm not i'm probably not talking about you and i'm probably not talking about the majority of people who are listening to this podcast but i do think it's become a phenomenon where there's some point in life where we stop being curious stop wanting to know what's beyond this and we start thinking to ourselves wouldn't it just be nice if we could just sit still and relax wouldn't it just be nice if i could just live each day with the expectation that i'll get to do the same thing every single day and that i'll i'll be able to just relax and i won't have to put forth any work and i think maybe now that i'm speaking speaking it out loud again this is kind of one of those situations where i'm starting to to get an answer to my own question but maybe it's this concept of burnout maybe we've been directing a lot of our energy toward the wrong areas of our life maybe the curiosity that we once had got so narrowed down into something that we were getting the most progress out of and we just zeroed in on that and thought yes this is where i need to put all my eggs all of them in this basket well we cap out or or maybe the progress just isn't moving quickly enough to feed our curiosity and we just start to think that maybe life would just be better if we could just relax if I could just not have to to work anymore, if I could just not have to to put in the work day in and day out to continue to grow, well, I would love to be someone who drops just a little bit of a little bit of sugar in your coffee to let you know that we can we can reshift our perspective. And what what better way to do that than on the process perspective episode? <laughs> I believe we can shift our perspective. We don't have to Let's go back to the basics, right? Let's go back to the basics and find out what is it that we value in life. What do we truly value in life? Let's find out is what we're doing, is what we're putting all of our eggs 
into, all of our energy into, does it really stem from a value or maybe have we just gotten a little sidetracked along the way? Maybe we've just gotten a little sidetracked with what the world thinks we should have or the world thinks we should push forward and we've forgotten that we actually don't even value that in the first place. That's just what some of our friends value or that's just what some of our favorite celebrities value. It never really was anything that I valued. I'm just kind of going along with the crowd and maybe again, I'm most likely not talking to many of you who are who are listening to this podcast because you're listening to this podcast because you're you're a growth minded individual. But I think it's worth to ponder. I think it's I think it's a little crazy that I really did not come on today's episode with any script other than I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've got going on in my life and I'm going to go over what I thought about our guests from last month and this is the vein that we hopped on so maybe this is for somebody. Uh, I hope it is. I hope it resonates with someone and uh, if there's any way at all that I could be a tool and a resource for you. Well, I don't have to I don't have to wonder if there's any way at all. I know that I can be a tool and a resource for you. In, in even just the smallest way, you could head over to peacewiththeprocess.com and go through a few of the articles that I have. There's more content coming soon, so you can have deeper ideas uh, into what I'm talking about and deeper information in the uh, the the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the format of what me and, and our mastermind group use to push ourselves forward. That is a uh, that is a group that we do, and we and we focus primarily on the goals. But there is one-on-one options to work with me, and let's start from the basics. Maybe you maybe you're already starting on it now. I've got an article on my website about the four value areas, uh, and it's getting it's getting retweaked right now, actually. But there's one up there right now on the four key value areas. I believe it's called "What Do You Know What You Value." And you can look into that. You can go over those. You can even go over what I have written down for mine. I've made a couple of adjustments since that article was written. That's why I'm doing a little bit of a revamp on that article. And you can take a look at that and you can get started on writing down what it is you value in life. If this is if this is a vein that you're interested in, in exploring and once you've done that or before, whatever point in time you want to, you can go to peacewiththeprocess.com and click on create your peace. There's a bit more of a deeper explanation on kind of the five stages of creating our peace. And just kind of a spoiler alert, that fifth stage is living out the peace with the process. I'm never going to lie to you and tell you that that fifth stage is the euphoric destination because we just talked about how that's not it's not really real. It's that euphoric. If I led you toward that euphoric destination, I'd ultimately be leading you to your death. A lot of people out there that claim to be able to help us, maybe maybe they just lead us toward a deeper frustration. If they lead us toward this stagnant point in our lives, I think that can be dangerous. Not not pointing anybody out in particular. I've just I've seen some things out there that are like that. They promise that they'll take you to this 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 goal that you have in your mind where you can finally retire at this age and and I can teach you how to do all of this and get you to that moment in time where you really want to be and for some of the people who are listening right now that moment in time is it's just a moment in time right we're just trying to get to a certain point on this timeline and we understand that the process doesn't stop 
we keep working the process. We find out how to have peace with this process. And I think it all starts with submitting to the fact that we're going to be working this process for the rest of our lives. And it can be fun and enjoyable and it does not have to be what a lot of the uh, the majority of the world has has looked at and said, man, this is just the grind, right? They call it the grind. That is not <laughs> it's, it's not an attractive not an attractive name or a headline for what the process is. And sometimes it can just it can wear you down to think about it as a grind. It's not a grind. It's more like riding a wave. There's joy. There's there's some training that goes into it. There's you know, there's some some ambition to learn the next trick that you can do when you're riding that wave. I don't know if I got any surfers on here, but hey, holler at me. Let's talk about the let's talk about the comparison between riding a wave and 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 having peace with the process. You know, maybe it's skateboarding. I skateboarded when I was younger. It's you know, you're riding the streets, you're just you're just riding the board. Yeah, sometimes there's times where you hop off the board for a second, you eat dinner, you relax, you take a moment, those are your relaxation points. But the majority of life, you're riding the board, you're riding the wave. I'm trying to think of something else that I could relate to for somebody who's listening, but I'm not sure. If you can think of something that is similar to the process of life and uh, and you want to throw it up there, maybe it's something you connect with, make sure to find the post the teaser post that i did for today's episode on our facebook or instagram page and uh, go in there and comment on it i'd love to hear what is something that you've kind of related life to is it riding a wave is it is it riding a skateboard is it uh is it is it cruising in the car i know i always have a good time when i'm when i'm driving down the road maybe it's you relate it to to kind of travel maybe you relate it to to taking a drive or maybe you relate it to to racing whatever that may be you know, there's 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 ways to look at this, and I think all of those. You think about it. There's there's a destin. There's not really a destination when you think about racing, right? Like, yeah, you win a race, but but you're gonna keep you're gonna keep driving to to get in the next race, or maybe it's cruising around. There's not necessarily a destination in mind. You're just enjoying the drive. You're riding the wave. You're enjoying the wave. That wave's gonna end, but there's gonna be another wave coming, right? We identify as someone who goes through the process the same way. A surfer identifies as a surfer. That's what they do. They surf. Uh, the same way a skateboarder identifies as a skateboarder, that's what they do. They skateboard. They know that they, they don't have any intentions of stopping. Just like none of us have any intentions of dying, we don't have any intentions of stopping. Now, if life takes us in a different direction and we hop off the skateboard and onto a surfboard, that's fine. The concept is that we identify as someone who's doing Someone who, who does and is doing, not someone who did. The moment we start identifying as someone who did and no longer as someone who does or is doing, I think that's the moment that we become how we speak. Notice that I did do this or I was this person. It's very past tense. Well, you start to, you start to make yourself past tense. Does that make sense? You start speaking of yourself in the past tense, you will start making yourself past tense. What I mean by that, you will start, just to be blunt with you, we will start killing ourselves if we start talking about ourselves in the past tense. Well, I was this, you know, I did do that. Instead, oh, this is what I do. Yeah, I am this. I'm doing this. It's what I'm going for. 
now we're putting ourselves in the future. We're no longer putting ourselves in the past and killing ourselves. We're putting ourselves in the future. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Didn't didn't expect to to go down some some veins that lead to some gold nuggets. I hope that's that's a gold nugget for somebody out there. Maybe it's just reiterating something you've already had a perspective about or something that you've already known about. But if this helped you in any way, please uh, find that teaser video that I posted on Facebook, Instagram. Throw it on there. Let me see your comments about what, uh, what you thought about that particular vein of conversation. Let's go ahead and hop on over to and get started talking about our guests from last month. Wow, what an awesome lineup of guests. And... I think I think these are these are some guests that I couldn't put all three of them into one particular category. I really couldn't. I don't think I don't think I could. Maybe you can, uh, but I don't think I could. Let's start off first with Ugly Mug Marketing. Like I mentioned first, Wayne Mullins with Ugly Mug Marketing. I expected him to talk about marketing. I expected him to go into marketing strategies and different things that we could start implementing day in and day out to better market our business. And that would have been great. Don't get me wrong. I may even have somebody else come on the show and, and, and we can further explore that vein. But for Wayne to really begin the conversation off, and of course, I, I helped play into it as well. Obviously, I, I helped lead the conversation a little bit. And we went down the vein of leadership I'm stuck on this phrase, the vein. We, you know, we went down this conversation of leadership and what it means to lead ourselves before we lead others, and then what it means to lead others by looking at ourselves as having the most responsibility as a leader, not less responsibility when we show up as a leader. I love it. And our conversation, you probably heard while we were having that conversation, he talks about some ways that we can hold ourselves accountable because I think that's definitely what we should be doing. We should definitely look at how we can hold ourselves accountable, especially if we're in a leader posi leadership position, because if we're in a leadership position and we fail to have checks and balances against what our leadership looks like from the outside looking in, then that can start to develop uh, it can start to develop some potentially some ego in there now we could be very well equipped we could be you know checks and balancing ourselves very well i'm not going to say that there's no one out there who's capable of doing that but i think we would be very smart to find to find practical ways of checks and balancing ourselves, especially if we're in a leadership position or even if we're seeking a leadership position. And I'll caveat that by saying that if, if any of us are seeking to influence people, that is a level of leadership. If you're seeking to spread a certain ideology or seeking to share a certain message that you agree with and believe in, or seeking to just create some community around a common interest. Inevitably, <laughs> voice crack a little bit. Inevitably, people are going to follow you and they're going to look to you as as an example. And I think that that put not not I think, I know that that puts you in a leadership position. So I think many of us are leaders in some aspect it's are we good leaders or are we bad leaders and how long will we remain a leader? 
if we're doing it well? How long will we actually remain somebody that somebody looks at or looks up to if we're doing it poorly? Not very long. And then obviously the opposite for the former. And so I think all of us are leaders in some form or fashion is what I'm getting at. So I think we should all be checks and balancing ourselves up against someone you believe to be a good leader because I know sometimes we can lose our way. Sometimes if we're just looking inwardly and we forget to look outwardly, and I know this may contradict a little bit of what I was saying earlier in terms of you know, getting caught up with what somebody thinks we should be doing versus what we actually value in life. Again, we check back on our values, okay? This is, this is something I truly value in a leader. And because I value this in a leader, I want to study this person. I want to follow this person and make sure that I'm holding myself to the same standards. Maybe you're chewing up the meat and spitting out the bones because there's a couple things that that particular leader, it doesn't exactly resonate with what you value. It may not be a bad thing. It may not be a bad thing at all. But we're just kind of checking ourselves against that. Okay, That's my, that's my thought process around the leadership alley that that Wayne and I went on through ugly mug marketing. I thought it was amazing that I had a perspective. I had, I had an idea of what we we're going to show up and talk about, but we ended up talking about something completely else. And actually, and I want I want to shout him out. I don't know if he's listening to the to the to the episode today. He might not be, but and this is not to devalue any of the other guests that I've ever had on the show by any means whatsoever, but Wayne has been the first person to send me a little care package, kind of a thank you for having him on the show sent me a couple stickers if you if you're on my on my social media pages you've seen me post the the pictures of my morning coffee I slapped one of the stickers on top of my iPad cover it's uh, the peace symbol one of their one of their logos for their company and he sent me a magnet really cool magnets a really cool looking drawing of like an octopus and uh, and sent me a letter along with it and then subscribed me to his I think it's like a quarterly newsletter or something like every other month newsletter that he sends out it looks like a newspaper really cool and I'd, I I bring that up not only to, to kind of thank Wayne through the episode, but to further cement the concept that he has people in mind. He has he has people in mind. I don't I don't know I don't know another way of saying that he cares about other people and he does so by providing value, even if there wasn't necessarily any value that I provided in return. You know, a lot of people Jordan and I, Jordan Carroll from the remote control episode, talk about the the understanding of having someone on a podcast, so on and so forth, and how that kind of represents some value in exchange for value. But you know, let's be honest, uh, my podcast is not um, you know it's not a Simon Sinek podcast. It's not the uh, oh, what's his name. Uh, it's not the the John. Oh, dang it! I can't think. Of, I can't think of his name. One of the big leadership podcasts. You know what I'm saying is, is I don't have millions of viewers. So the the value there uh, is is only is only as far as is only as far as where we stand today. And, and when we get further down the line, more people will listen to his episodes. So maybe there is kind of a little bit of value that's that shows up there. Not devaluing myself, but just trying to make it more apparent that. That Wayne, regardless of the amount of value that I did provide, he has continued to provide value out of out of his out of his own obligation as a leader, 
and I just wanted to, to kind of show that and express that because you guys aren't able to aren't able to see that from behind the scenes of what he does, not only for people that work directly for him, but for people that that he encounters in daily life. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So since it's kind of an easy transition, I'm not skipping over uh, Dean and Manflow Yoga, but I do think it's a good transition on into uh, Jordan Carroll and I's conversation. So obviously we did spend a lot of time about talking about remote work, what that actually looks like compared to what a lot of us have experienced because of the COVID situation, how that has shifted over from everyone showing up to an office to everyone working from home. Working from home is not remote work is one of the things that he points out. Remote work is being able to pick up your things and go anywhere in the world that you want. The description that I put on the on the episode was that freedom often looks like not being tied to a single geographical location, but rather being able to explore and roam the globe limitlessly. I, I don't think that's exactly how I wrote it, but that's along the lines of what I'm talking about. So that's what he helps people do, and I think there's a lot of value behind that. With that said, obviously, you you listen to the podcast. If you didn't, go check it out. That was a very, very good conversation between Jordan and I. But we also got on to the concept of paying for relationships, something that is alien to a community of people who, who don't quite understand the value that people who are doing it bigger and better than we are that they can provide. And... Oftentimes we get hit with the comments of, oh, you're paying for your friendships or, oh, you know, you're just, you're just, you're just paying for this. You're just paying for that. You're not really getting it organically, but that's the world that we live in. And in a different day and age, it would have been done the same way. Maybe not an exchange of, of dollars or, or shillings or whatever the currency was in the day and age, but it was done in the form of an exchange of value for value. That's what relationships are made of. And if we want to be a part, we want to create a relationship with somebody who offers more value than we can hope to offer in that moment because what, we, what, we're, what we're doing is we're wanting to spend time with them so that we can offer value on the same level or greater than that person or we're wanting to have them basically rub off on us or even, or even as, as one-on-one is mentoring us we need to find a way to provide value to what they do so that it makes sense, right? Nobody owes us anything. Nobody out there that we look up to owes us anything. And I think that there's, there's a lot of that going on, going on the, the, you know, these people owe me something, but I also think we need to think a little bit deeper about this instead of just thinking about, okay, I need to find ways to, to pay people in order for me to hang out with them. Because again, I go back to, it's not necessarily that we have to pay them. It is that we need to provide value. Now, majority of cases, I think that's going to show up as, you know, paying them for their time. It's, you know, if, 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 what, if what you were hoping to learn is something that has to do with their career, chances are they coach people on it for a fee. And that's how, that's kind of our, our, our doorway into what they do. And then if we want to learn more beyond that, we can, we can look at other ways to provide value. Maybe it's sharing, maybe it's bringing them on to a podcast that we just created or, 
or marketing their content for them, doing some sort of, uh, you know, hey guys, check out what this guy has going on, or maybe we do a read over of their book. There's all kinds of ways that we can look to provide value once we've gotten in the door, and maybe that's a paid relationship of doing that. Maybe it's a feature on your YouTube channel, whatever you've got going on, whatever it may look like. There's different ways. Get creative with how we provide value because when it stops becoming, I guess that's what I'm talking about is, is that moment that we, we enter the door through a paid relationship. Now, let's get creative. Let's get creative with how we can provide value because that's what helps us create kind of a more creative relationship. It, it just kind of goes hand in hand. You get creative with how you provide value. You're going to have a more creative exchange of value and that could that could be in the form of a valuable friendship a valuable mentor uh, a valuable uh, source of information however that looks jordan's and i's conversation really opened my eyes to the concept of providing value now we talk about ways to provide value let's talk a little bit about understanding the value that we're going to receive and we can talk about it in terms of like an investment, right? Your the things that we invest into life. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably do a lot of investing into yourself. That's kind of what this all is, so that we can then provide value out into the world. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We invest in ourselves so that we can provide value to the world, right? Investing in relationships is kind of it's it's the same it's the same thing but it's a different pathway so we're going to invest in someone else who can provide value to us which is an in, which is inadvertently an investment directly into ourselves so that we can then take that value wash it up mix it up into the boiling pot of value that we've already had and then use that to enhance the value that we're already providing to the world so let's think about that in terms of how much how much more valuable are these people that we want to get ourselves surrounded with, the, the bank of information that they have, the bank of experiences that they have? How valuable is that compared to some of the other things that we're putting money and time into? I think sometimes we can put money and time into things without really considering the return on investment. I don't mean to say that and, and, and encourage everyone to think of encourage everyone to think of relationships as this oh return on investment oh we're just friends because you're getting something from me not at all not at all there are some people out there that you will be friends with because you share a bond you just you just share a bond and there, and you can be completely content with just sitting down and and having meaningless conversations that's fine but i do also still see the the value in having friendships that that you are looking at the value because we also have to be honest with ourselves and say some friends don't need to stay in the circle they don't need to stay in the closest circle forever once not once they stop providing value obviously there's we have grace and we and we talk to them and we let them know hey i'm heading down this vein of life and i'm starting to pour myself into these areas of my life that are uh, are really providing value and i want to talk to you about some of the ways that we can continue to provide value for each other. I want to make sure that we're continuing to provide value for each other. I enjoy our time together and 
maybe here lately that time has been a little less enjoyable and you can state the reasons why you know there's a way to have grace in that i'm not saying it to be blunt and say hey i'm not really getting anything from our friendship anymore deuces i got other people who are uh, more more valuable than you are <laughs> this is not what i'm saying maybe some people you need to be that upfront with because they're stubborn and they just won't get the point if you try to come across more graciously and that that's fine there's a place for all of that again there's balance to a lot of things that we do in life and it's just whether or not you want to put the whether or not we want to put the effort into exploring how to do it the best way or if we want to take the easy route and and do it the quick the quick rip the band-aid off type way right or even or even just putting the band-aid on instead of when we when it, when it really needed stitches uh, just some metaphors thrown around around here so that's kind of the thought my thought process on on relationships here lately after my conversation with Jordan Carroll and I. So let's move on to uh, Dean Pullman and Manflow Yoga. I enjoyed Dean and I's conversation, yoga yoga concepts. So I, and I think, and I think I've, I, I alluded to this on the episode a little bit. If I didn't, I'll go ahead and state it now. I don't call it yoga. Like my exercise, I call it exercise. I exercise every morning. Do I do things that you will see yoga people do? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can catch me doing downward dog because it helps with my back. You can catch me um, doing the warrior two pose because it helps build good stability. You can catch me doing some of those uh, lotus flat. I don't even know all the names if we're being honest. Uh, Because I'm like Dean where I got into yoga initially because of its exercise benefits and the things that it does for your body. So the fact that Dean has a yoga practice void of spirituality, that's one of the key reasons that I had him on the show because I do know people in the Christian community who have struggled with the concept of yoga. And that's because a lot of people's encounters with yoga can involve some form of spirituality. That is, in my opinion, where we do get into a little bit of uh, we need to make sure that we have a firm understanding of the Christian belief systems and the fact that that we honor god and we don't honor any other uh, any other god or or, or or deity or or, or other religion uh, because we understand that, that that god is the one true god so without diving deep into into a theological reasons behind that i know people who have struggled with the concept of yoga so I, that's one of the one of the core reasons i had dean on the show so we can dive uh we can dive into the fact that some of that stems from the practice of mind-body awareness, right? That's something that we talked about together was the concept of mind-body awareness that sometimes people can can get onto this. Well, that sounds very spiritual. That sounds very spiritual because you've got, you know, strange sounds going on in the background to help you relax. Sometimes you got candles lit. Sometimes you use one of those sound bowls and it all sounds and seems very spiritual. But I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be kind of blunt with my stand on it as a Christian. I know that God gave Jesus authority, and Jesus gave us authority, those who believe in Jesus and God and and the crucifixion and the resurrection. He has given us authority over several things of this world, and one of those things is, is that if I want to do a downward dog pose and not feel like I'm doing something and, 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 and no, have a solid belief that I'm not, I'm not worshiping anybody when I do that. It derives from something somebody decided to call worship and, and, and gave, a, gave a deity to it. 
that's fine. You can you well, I'm not going to say that that's fine, but you know, that's something that somebody that's something that somebody does. That's okay. In their in their in their world, that's okay. In my world, I'm not going to tiptoe around the things that I want to do because somebody else has tried to claim it for their religious purposes. I know the authority that Jesus has given me and I know that if I want to bend over and touch my toes, I don't have to worry about somebody saying that I'm being sacrilegious or that or that I'm worshiping another deity. That's kind of my blunt way of saying that, all right? So I'm just going to I'm going to put that out there. Now, I said it on the episode as well. If there's anything like if if it's something that you've dealt with and you're feeling very convicted with, my walk is not your walk. Uh, your walk is not my walk. There are some some basic principles in uh, in Christianity and an understanding our relationship with God. So by all means, walk with discernment and seek out your leadership that you've got to to further solidify your confidence in your decision to exercise. Again, I call it exercise, and I I do I do it similar to, to Dean, and I have it void of of all spirituality. So. That was definitely a vein that we hopped on and that we talked a lot about. The other part that I enjoyed talking about was the concept of mind-body awareness, which is being aware of your body. And, and I, as I say that, I realize that I've been slouching this entire recording. And that's exactly what it is. It's not, it's not linking your soul to your mind and to your body and your spirit and all of that. It is literally being aware of your muscle tension, your muscles that are relaxed, your muscles that are being used for each movement of your day, for your posture throughout your day, for your, your technique when you're walking. One of the things that I've been trying to work on is engaging my core and and engaging my lower back as I walk so that I'm not allowing my posture to, to come down. Of course, a lot of it comes with posture, but if you're into sports, having that mind-body awareness is going to do a whole lot for you. People in powerlifting have to have mind-body awareness. A good, a good fitness coach will have you lift lighter weight than what you think you can. So that he can't, he or she can watch your form before he says, "Oh yeah, go ahead, throw six hundred pounds on that squat rack." Uh, it's it's because form, that mind body awareness, is the most important. It's what keeps us from getting hurt. It's what keeps us from having bad posture in the long run. There's a lot to be said about mind body awareness. One of the things that I used to do in the mornings, and I'll probably get back to doing it since our, since my conversation with Dean and, and the understanding of the importance, is I used to, to sit down and when I meditated, meditation for me looked like, and I know sometimes that's another one of those words, like, oh, meditation, spiritual. Well, meditation's a it's a... It's a Christian belief as well. You can meditate on the word. But my meditation before before I was uh, before I was meditating on the word was I meditated and would just allow myself to think about the feeling in my toes. Think about the feeling in my feet. Think about the feeling in my calves, knees, thighs, hips, lower back, groin, abdomens, middle back, upper back, chest, shoulders, arms, forearms, hands. I know I'm going through the entire body right now, but that's what I would do. I would go all the way up to the top of my head, and it's as you get as you start to do it and practice that, you can actually notice that you can almost feel a tingle in those muscles that you're focusing on. You can almost feel a, a tinge at the top of your head whenever you're 
whenever you're starting to focus on it. That's what mind-body awareness is. Now imagine being able to identify which muscles we're engaging throughout the day subconsciously, right? Consciously is the drudge work, right? It's We forget to keep our lower back engaged and our abs engaged whenever we're sitting up straight. We forget to sit up straight, just like I've been doing for the past uh, 55 minutes. And we forget to do some of that. And we you know, we go back to our, our regular postures. We go, we go back to it. So it takes work to have that mind body awareness. And I believe mind body awareness is subconscious, right? We're working toward creating subconscious mind body awareness. I suppose we can have conscious mind body awareness, which is, are you able to identify whether or not your, your feet muscles are engaged right now? Right now, while you're listening to this episode, are you able to tell me if your feet muscles are engaged or not? Sometimes we engage certain muscles in our bodies without, without even knowing it. And if even if we tried to, I like like just think, take a second and I and try to identify is that muscle engaged? We might not even feel it. Might not even notice if it's engaged or disengaged. And we might have to actually move or or shift our weight or shift our our other muscles to try to find out if that particular muscle is engaged. And I think those are different versions of mind-body awareness. Again, Dean was the obvious uh, professional on the topic, and we dove a little bit more into some of the yoga things as well. So I enjoyed that conversation. It brought back up the concept of mind-body awareness in my own daily exercise. And yeah, that's our lineup. That is my perspective on the processes that I've derived from our guests through the month of, uh, what are we in, April, (laughs) through the month of April. I hope you've enjoyed each of the guests. If you have, seek out their episode if you have not listened to it already. And then also find us on Facebook and Instagram and find their teaser episode that I launched and show uh, show that guest some love. I tag them on those teaser episodes. Show them some love in the comments section and it helps get that episode shared out there with the with the world and with the community. Another thing that helps share these with the community and other people is to leave ratings and reviews. I talked about that a little bit at the beginning, first third of the episode. Uh, leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed this show. We extremely appreciate it. I'm very blessed to have a 100% five-star rating of the show. Thank all of you so much for enjoying this show as much as I do. I've enjoyed each of the conversations that I've been involved with and I've enjoyed listening and hearing your feedback and interacting with each and every one of you in multiple ways. I actually have a new friend from the Philippines who reached out to me and talked to me a little bit about the podcast and what he's got going on in his life. Awesome guy. I, uh, uh, I'm very glad to have met him through the vein of the podcast. So I say that to say that I genuinely enjoy hearing from each and every one of you. And it's my pleasure to just kind of show some of that love back. So shout out to James from the Philippines for reaching out to me and just, uh, just reaching out and trying to find out more about uh, what I've got going on, more of what you can have going on, and and so on. I've genuinely enjoyed our conversations. Anybody else who just wants to have a conversation, I enjoy those. So let me know what you thought about the podcast, what you've got going on in your life. I love hearing it. I love talking to people. I always find a way to 
to leave those situations more with more value in my life than not having those types of conversations and situations. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Peace with the Process. Mm. <clears throat> Peace with the Process. And I'll see you all next time.